When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The cybersecurity team is the last line of defense against cyber attacks. And it's the people working for the information security team which have to react if your organization is affected by a cyber attack, be it ransomware, phishing, or something else. But while they are doing this as their job, working in cybersecurity, especially incident response, can be extremely stressful. And if cybersecurity teams aren't managed properly, it can lead to burnout and more. I'm Danny Palmer. This is DeadyNet Security Update. And with me to discuss the well-being of cybersecurity teams is John Donovan, Chief Information Security Officer at Malwarebytes. Thanks for joining me, John. So first of all, what impact has the last 18 months had on cybersecurity teams? Because we're all working in a very different world to what we were just two years ago. I mean, remote working has had an effect. Well, first of all, Danny, thank you so much for having me on as a guest. Uh, you know, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Um, not so much the stress part of it, but how do we go, you know, go about handling that? And you know, as most people probably realize, you know, cybersecurity attacks come at the worst time. Uh, the ransomware attacks we've seen, the other types of criminal activities, it's really tough on most teams. And lots of companies don't even really have a full kind of team to handle incident response. You know, that's one of the things that Malwarebytes really does for our customers is to help provide some tools that just work so that you know there is cyber protection for for everyone really and you know that that's one of the things that you know people often ask me about which is running cybersecurity as a cybersecurity company it's either it must be awesome you must have infinite resources or you know oh my god that must be even worse and you know the, the answer is in the middle somewhere so definitely appreciate you having me on and I'm looking forward to us talking more about this topic so things were pretty tricky, you know, before the uh, the pandemic kicked in. You know, cyber attacks were every, you know, almost everywhere. You know, various data breaches, ransomware attacks, and that sort of thing. But of course, over the last eighteen months, a lot of companies have sent people to work from home, which means that a lot of us have had to adapt to working from home. You know, as you know, as you can see here, I am here in mine. But that also means that uh, cybersecurity teams have had to react to that as well, and in many cases organizations have had to send employees home at short notice, people who may not have worked from home before. And now somehow though their laptops, their, their smartphones or their devices that you, they're using on their home networks now need to be protected when they're not within the walls of an office. And it must be tricky for cybersecurity teams to uh, take care of that, especially when they've had to adapt to such not short notice as well. Yeah, Danny, it's it's a it's a really solid point there. You know, so you said you're working from home, I'm working from home too. This is a virtual background. It is actually a picture of the Malwarebytes headquarters here in Silicon Valley in California. But you know, everyone is living on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or one of these other video kind of conferencing uh, platforms these days. For Malwarebytes, it was interesting because before the pandemic even started, we started seeing the signs and we started to prepare both from an IT kind of capacity as well as a security perspective. And if I hearken back to the days, it was actually, uh, I think it was a Friday the 13th. And on the Thursday, the, the um, local county had says, come Monday, 
uh, basically it's going to be shelter in place and everybody has to work from home. So we had planned uh, weeks ahead to do a practice, everybody work from home. Do we have the right VPN capacity? Do we have other things like that where people can actually do their jobs worldwide? And effectively what happened was that practice day happened, the notice came out from where our headquarters are and then also one of our other offices in Florida. And effectively people have been working from home for the most part since the entire pandemic. And that shift is really an interesting one. I mean, I think that some companies have been more prepared, others not as much. And I think it's a bit of luck and also good planning on our part that we've been able to make that transition well. Um, and you know, it's, it's the case where this is kind of the new normal now. It's the new normal for a lot of us and cyber attackers are unfortunately trying to take advantage of that. And so how stressful is it for cybersecurity teams who are trying to manage the security of their companies while also working from home themselves? It must be a really tricky situation. It definitely is. And it's really shifted kind of some of the defenses of cybersecurity professionals, because if you think about this, even though there's been a shift from this as people have moved their applications to the cloud, no longer kind of have all their servers in their offices, they've moved away from this perimeter-based defenses where you have firewalls and VPNs and things like that. And we still have those for the offices. Really, to what I like to tell people is that kind of the, the new perimeter, kind of the new areas that you need to defend are all of your endpoints plus all of your identities. So the identities of all your workers, of all your you know, key uh, employees, the folks that are actually kind of inside the tent, but then the contractors that might have come in and had casual access and other, you know, your partners and kind of how do you make sure that you can secure all that? You really need to make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, you really need to make sure to have good endpoint protection in place. You need to make sure that you've got defenses as well for like VPN, uh, secure connectivity, making sure that when your workers are either in their house or you know, as things opened up again, people got out and were working from the coffee shop again. How do you make sure they're not getting on a rogue uh, Wi-Fi access point? How do you make sure that, you know, all of those things can happen well? And we'll address this maybe a little bit later, but I think an important part of that, it really has to do with the human element as well. But just starting on the tech side, really, it's about managing your identities of your, of your employees, of your partners, even your customers, you know, making sure that they have what they need to, to deal in these situations really is, is kind of a major change. And then for those corporate assets where people are working from, you need to make sure that you're protecting them, monitoring them. And yeah, it's been a, a real shift for everyone. I mean, my team and other folks that we work with that operate the company, they're all working remotely too. And obviously a lot of effort goes into trying to prevent cyber attacks or uh, intruders getting into networks, but What's it like for information security teams that when they have to respond to an incident? Because uh, I, I mean, I imagine it's all sort of an all hands on deck at that point because uh, that's you no know, the thing that they 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 don't want. Uh, they they they've set out to try and protect the network from attack. And if an intruder is in the network, something's not only gone wrong, but they've also got to try and fix that as well. Yeah, I mean, having good incident response plans, having good disaster recovery and business continuity are even more important these days. But if we just stay kind of on the incident response area, you know, it, it takes a lot of people to first qualify and say, hey, is this alert that's popping up something that's real? How do you go about that in a way that makes sense? And an important thing to do, and one of the things that we definitely do at Malwarebytes is, you know, we practice those. We do tabletop exercises. What happens if, say, this salesperson was traveling internationally and 
their laptop got compromised. How do we isolate that? How do we go and make sure that something happens there? What if there's a notification from one of our cloud providers that they've had an issue, that they've had a breach? You know, I, it's, I'm really happy in some ways, you know, that we did not have any of the SolarWinds software running, you know, which a lot of people have seen in the, in the news there. But, you know, there's all types of ways that the criminals are looking to breach supply chains. And I'm Malwarebyte, since part of what we do is help protect our customers, we've had a real look at kind of our whole supply chain as well, making sure that the software that we produce, you know, is as uh, bug-free and free from vulnerabilities as we can, so that when our customers are using to protect their environments, it's all okay. It must be really stressful when a cybersecurity employee uh, finds out about something like the solar winds attack, for example, and you know, these are things that don't necessarily you know they, they don't work nine to five these attacks uh so they could get an alert at you know, any hour of the day saying this has happened and so how does uh you know, the the cyber security professionals mindset uh, react to that i mean is it stressful being on essentially on call all the time when you know, there are major events like hap happening like this uh, uh you know, almost you know, on a daily basis it seems now yeah it's it's definitely uh, stressful to deal with these, but it, again, some of this has to do with planning, preparation, uh, working through the items before they happen. You know, we partner with not just our core cybersecurity team, but our IT team, you know, our public relations and other groups that are going to uh, be, uh, you know, talking to the public. Uh, we partner with local law enforcement. That's really important to, to kind of have all of those things lined up so that when you need to, you can do that. In most cases, you know, um, we do an investigation and we find that you know, it's a minor issue or something we can resolve easily, but you need to make sure that you've got all the right teams involved, including your, your legal team. You know, they, they're the ones that in the end are going to have the determination as to, is this something that we need to disclose to our customers? Is this something that uh, we're going to talk publicly about? Malwarebytes has generally been very transparent and we've got a great blog. I definitely encourage folks to go have a look at that. Uh, we have researchers that are constantly working in the background to understand what the threats are. And we work with them quite often uh, on a continual basis. We work with them on a continual basis to uh, make sure that we understand what the threat landscape looks like so that we can adapt to that. And you know, in the end, I, I think it's important too for teams that uh, are in these situations to get together as best you can. Of course, today that's all virtual. So we have done a couple of fun events. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm pretty proud about at Malwarebytes too is there's no way that a small security team can secure a company. You know, we're a company of over a thousand employees now. And so a small security team is not going to be able to kind of do all that on their own. We need everyone. And, and this is something I think people should look at. Look at your company. Everyone is part of your defense. And that really comes down to education. Maybe that's one of the areas we can talk a bit more about as well. Yeah, how, how does that play a role in uh, organizations keeping secure? Because uh, a lot of focus does get put on the information security teams. But in, uh, as you say, in some smaller companies, that, that could be just a handful of people, maybe one person, and they can't be responsible for e everything. So how, do, uh, how does the responsibility spread across uh, the rest of the staff? Yeah, I think, Danny, you're bringing up a great point. And, you know, we see this from uh, a lot of our customers uh, that are really run the gamut from very small companies, you know, maybe a single uh, person operator to a small business to the medium sized companies to really large enterprises and kind of where you are on that scale will affect how it is. 
definitely though, you want to make sure that there are some people who are kind of designated. If you're a smaller place, you know, maybe you've got the one IT gal or IT guy. Those are the ones that probably end up with the burden of security on their on their back to a certain degree. But working together with other folks, who's someone that's really good at explaining things? That's someone that could be part of your security awareness and training kind of plan. At Malwarebytes, you know, we're at the scale where it's important to kind of embed security throughout the whole organization. So I'm pretty proud of one thing that we've done, which is we have what we call a security champions program. So there are people in different parts of the company, you know, engineering and support, and even like in accounting and things like that. Because if you think about things like this, the criminals are, are targeting the accountants. They're, they're targeting people to say, hey, do this bank transfer. So, you know, they're kind of on the, the lead of seeing what these threats look like. Uh, and so it really does kind of take, a, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it does take a village to keep everyone secure. And we need everyone in the company really to be working through these things. Uh, as, as, as mentioned, though, a lot of this is being done, done from home now, so, you know, even cybersecurity staff. I mean, how is there a risk that you know, due to the ongoing uh, remote work uh, element and you know, the fact that cyber attacks are so prevalent, happening all the time, is there a risk that uh, around the world in organizations of all kinds that cybersecurity staff are perhaps working you no know, longer hours now? There's no, there's no, there's not as much differentiation between working from home and you know, or, or a work-life balance. So, is there a risk that someone's people go, okay, I'll just work another hour, another two hours, you know, because this thing is happening, and uh, that, and if that is happening, what risks does that pose when it comes to uh, the, the well-being and uh, of staff? I think you're bringing up a, a really important point, and it's in the cybersecurity staff. It's also throughout your whole company, and I think that's an important thing. You know, if you have a, a people or human resources team, it's really important to take in the human element, not just for kind of cybersecurity training and awareness, but making sure that people are taking care of their their mental health. It's as simple as the management and the company making sure that people do take time off, and when you take time off, to actually really take time off to put in your calendar, maybe set aside that I'm gonna sit down and have lunch or I'm gonna walk around the block. You know, some of the things that we would have when we had a commute before to kind of separate work from life, if you're going to an office, you no longer have that, you know, 30 minutes on the tube or hour in a car or whatever it might be where you could kind of separate things. So you really need to make those sure that you have kind of those things going on in your own life. And I think it's important for companies to come up with a plan around that. I mean, one of the things that we've done at Malwarebytes too, and I really credit our, our people team around this, is they've found ways for people to be able to have um, mental health resources. So there are applications like Ginger and a couple others I, I'm not recalling right now um, that can really help you with kind of coaching and training. Uh, we do things where there are breaks, you know, so they have both kind of uh, mental health, physical wellness, you know, they've done some things where it's like, you know, online yoga with your kids, you know, sign up for this optional class. And I think, you know, it really kind of depends on the scale of your company as to what those resources are, but it's important to make sure that you figure out how to have that work-life balance, because, you know, you're not going to be any good if you're stressed out when that big incident happens. You need to be ready and prepared to take it on. You mentioned the need to be on the ball when a, when a big event happens. I mean, uh, in the case that you no know, staff are, uh, for whatever reason, overworking themselves, what are the risks uh, when it comes to things like uh, burnout uh, and uh, the ability to react when things happen if, if staff aren't being able to have a proper work-life balance? Danny, as far as um, burnout and 
kind of the fatigue and the impact that can have on teams when they need to respond. This is one of the reasons why you have to train. And you, know, you, you hear this from people who uh, are in the military or first responders like firefighters and police. You need to, you really do need to do some training so that when you're in the thick of it, you've got a plan that you can follow. Uh, the other thing is definitely to make sure that there is some amount of rotation as best you can so that you know one person is not always the one kind of on call um and you know i sometimes you got to power through it you know it may be the case where um you're gonna have to really work through the weekend to go and try to resolve an issue in those cases it's important to remember to make some time for folks they need to go be able to go and take a break and so i think finding that balance is one we all need to be striving more so to really be intentional around rather than kind of maybe in the past it's like ah, people are going to be home they're not going to be in the office and you know people who are actually kind of on call at that time they're the ones that are going to handle it this is really an issue i think not just for cybersecurity teams but the operations team that run you know all of our cloud infrastructure and other areas like this it's, it's definitely a big issue i don't know that we've solved it at all danny but you know as it looks like this pandemic is extent expanding and extending, we need to make sure that we're intentional as to how we address it. You raised a good point there of how, how things are changing due to everything that's going on. I mean, what lessons are there to learn, do you think, from uh, you know, what has happened over the last 18 months when it comes to uh, you know, the well, looking after staff well-being and making sure people uh, you know, do have a good work-life balance? Because you know, it seems that cybersecurity uh, has almost a reputation as something where people don't want to take breaks they'll just go okay i've got to do this or i i want to do this or no, just one more thing and if that goes on and on and on that that's going to cause problems potentially in the long run yeah definitely an area that needs to be addressed and you know i think that especially for the folks that have come from kind of the incident response and investigation side of of cybersecurity you know, a lot of times uh, we're kind of adrenaline junkies. You know, we get 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 uh, really a buzz out of kind of going and solving the problems and, and making sure that the issues happen now uh, and are resolved. And so I think we got to balance that. You know, I, I think there are definitely some folks on the team that can handle it well, but even they need to remember to to take a break and to to deal with their stress as best they can. So I suppose to sum sum up here, uh, what are some things that both organizations can be doing to help reduce the stress of their cybersecurity teams? And what can the staff themselves be doing to make sure that they're not getting overwhelmed? Yeah, so let's let's start maybe with a few of the things that organizations can do. I mean, you really need to make sure that you've got the right kind of defenses in place. And, and I mentioned it a bit before that really what I see is kind of the new perimeter where it used to be that you had an office and you had a locked door and you had a firewall for your internet and all of those kinds of things. It's really more, even more important to have good defenses on people's endpoints. And you know, Malwarebytes obviously has some solutions for this. There are plenty of other ones out there. You know, the main thing is make sure that you've got something in place and that it's working well. Um, the next thing around that is uh, know who has access to your information. And this is where I said kind of the new uh, perimeter is identity plus endpoint. And so, you know, is it really Danny that's here and logged into this video? Well, we're on a video. I'm pretty sure it's you. But if it's someone getting into your sales system, uh, you know, making sure that you've got good policies and enforcement around things like uh, passwords, and even more importantly, multi-factor authentication. That'd be one of the biggest tips I have for anyone. Get that multi-factor, you know, whether it's a text message that comes to your phone or an app, 
that you can connect into your single sign-on or your other providers. That would be one of the biggest things that are there. Um, and then, you know, it's back to the human element. And I would say that, you know, one of those things is you need to educate your workforce. People need to kind of, you know, if something seems suspicious, you know, one of the sayings that we have is if you see something, say something, you know, and then that will allow for someone to potentially catch something earlier and be able to address it. Uh, but definitely, you know, human element, make sure that people understand, don't click on stuff, I'll put it that way, uh, you know, that comes in your email. If you have a doubt, reach out to your IT help desk or to your security team. It's really important, I think, that everyone kind of has that awareness because it, it is the people that are at the front lines once you have kind of all the other protections in place. That's some great advice, John. Uh, hopefully anyone watching this will have learned a lot on how to keep their cybersecurity teams uh, safe and hopefully stress-free. Thanks for joining me on ZDNet Security Update. And for more information on how to keep your organization secure from cyber attacks and hacking and other threats, be sure to keep watching ZDNet YouTube channel. And of course, there's plenty of news, articles and features on ZDNet.com. Thanks for watching.